Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co-host, Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? Doing pretty good. Working through some tech issues. <laughs> yep. We got, we got, just so everyone knows, we've got a uh, little work going on in the neighborhood here. So you're going to hear leaf blowers and occasional booms happening. I may get bounced in and out because the internet keeps going in and out. So I'm, uh, I'm hoping to get set up on a personal hotspot here in the middle of this so I don't lose connection. So bear yeah, with be us good. through this one. <laughs> We're going to up, up against a few uh, challenges today. Speaker's out. He's got a lot of uh, personal stuff going on. So it's just Corey and I today, and we have a lot to cover. Corey, you've been working on a report for a while now. And I think something that was originally a very small in scope report ended up mm-hmm. being incredibly massive yeah. and so i'm interested to hear about this report so Corey has done a report on the 2030 psychological agenda obedience training for pre-k through adults and we're going to get into that today also i think we should talk about florida they're doing a stop woke act Mm-hmm. So that kind of feeds into a bit of your report as, as well, Corey. And then we're going to do some updates on COVID jab mandates. It's a kind of a mixed bag of news and updates on that, as well as a CNN pedo problem that is apparently being uncovered. So good grief. Good yeah. Grief. Lots so to get into. Going on. Yeah. And we talked about the best way to go about this. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this because this is part one. This is going to be probably a five-part series that I'm going to roll out over the next two weeks. I was attempting to get the whole thing done in one piece. And, and I already am up to 14 pages in writing just on the private sector funding of this. So I'm like, oh my God, I, there's no way this would be, you know, well over a hundred pages. And <laughs> so and, and I don't want to wait two more weeks to get it all out. So I figured, all right, I'm just going to break this up in chapters. And that way I can, you know, focus on a chunk at a time. So I actually have two of the sections um, written, but they're later on. I got to write, I got to write part two for next week. So uh, what I'm going to do is this is the introduction because it's, it's so big. I don't want to just start you know, doling out all this information where you have to read hundred pages to get the gist. So I put the nutshell of it all at the front end and I kind of you know approached this very differently than my other reports and wrote it in first person um, because I just I just feel it's really a really really important agenda this is the psychological end of the physical agendas they're rolling out and how they're going to do it and call the population in to uh, through ultimately through forms of mind control conditioning and brainwashing and they're doing this under the guise of these school programs that they bring parents and the community into. So, but it, but it branches out into everything. So, so I'm just going to roll through and read this because it's only about a seven minute read and then we can talk about it after and then get into everything else. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a deal. Okay. I'll just keep looking at that recording button and hoping that I'm still online. (laughs) (laughs) You can occasionally move the page. And if the page isn't moving while I'm reading, I'll know, oh, I got booted. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. 
Don't mind the beeping in the background. Okay, so the magnitude of the agenda being exposed in this report is so astounding, so expansive, and so detrimental to the entire global population that I feel it necessary for me to introduce it in first person before rolling out the chapters. Time is of the essence, so it is vital that this information reach all ends of the globe as quickly as possible. This is about a mind control, obedience training, and brainwashing operation that the globalists have been working on for a couple of decades and began implementing it at full speed in 2016. With the exception of a small number of people touching on a fraction of the overall agenda, they have been rolling out their master plan while distracting us with much smaller battles. This is about the psychological calling of the population to bring everyone into the 2030 agenda with a one mindset and level of obedience that is tracked, controlled, and being scored. And it's all being disguised as a pre-K through 12 school embedded program that includes the parents' involvement and a lifelong journey of learning for all under the new global citizenship, including adults. Even more disturbing is a second agenda that integrates with this one based in their version of spirituality in an attempt to bring a whole new belief system drenched in dark practices and disguised as love and acceptance of all religions. It's as though the world is being hypnotized. I was visiting a friend a few weeks back and she began telling me a story about her daughter's experience at school. She said that the school was incorporating a new program to help children with mental health since the COVID-19 mandates and restrictions had created so much depression in children. Her daughter's teacher, who is neither a counselor or a psychologist, was explaining to the children that no one will love them unless they love that no one will believe in them unless they believe in themselves. Most people hear that and say, that's so true. We must love ourselves, but they missed the other part of the message. Her daughter didn't miss it though. She raised her hand and told the teacher that she disagrees on both counts. She stated that even if she doesn't love herself, she knows that her mom always loves her and that makes her feel better. The teacher said, and that makes you love yourself. Her daughter replied, no, it doesn't. It just makes me feel better. It's the same thing with believing in myself. I don't always believe in myself and I get nervous when I have to go on stage, but I look to my mom and she tells me she believes in me and it makes me feel better. It doesn't make me believe in myself. Smart girl. Between the time she had left the classroom and got home, she realized that this was a really awful thing for a teacher to be teaching children, that no one will love them if they don't love themselves. In a time of children being depressed and suicidal rates on the rise, and these teachings are supposedly being done to help children, she thought, what about those who may be suicidal? Imagine receiving this message and being told no one loves you and no one believes in you. It's all mind trickery. I asked my friend what this program is exactly, and I immediately began digging into it that evening, of course. What began as a quest to get to the root of who all is behind it and how far they've taken it turned into countless hours and days of tracing a never-ending trail of funds being pumped into this agenda, discovering the additional agenda, and ultimately seeing their full game on this massive psychological undertaking to control the entire population. Even for me and all of the agendas I've exposed, this one took the cake. After a week, I had already compiled over 40 pages of research notes, diving into every crevice of what this full-scale agenda is really about, who all is running it, funding it, created it, how many arms it actually has, how far along they are with it, devices they intend to use, 
where it is heading and how it all ties into the digital identity, social scoring system, and full monitoring and tracking of every human being through these mechanisms already in place. I quickly discerned this isn't just about the children or transforming the entire education system into a mind control model. It is a full-blown operation for the entire population to conform to one mindset and one belief system with controlled obedience to build a global citizen workforce that operates on demand and activates through virtual and augmented reality. These programs are merely the doorway. It is the framework they can sell parents on to convince parents to train their own children while training themselves without even realizing it. It is a whole family and whole community agenda, but the schools are the doorway. It is the mechanism they are using through counselors, educators, physicians, and businesses who are also being fooled by the illusion. Critical race theory is another form of brainwashing that needs to end, but it has been a distraction from their true agenda that runs through entire curriculums in school and out of school that has sophisticated layers the average eye won't even recognize. It is shrouded in subtleties, reverse psychology, emotional charges, and delivered in a way that will excite children and bring hope to parents. This veil must be lifted. They have <clears throat> already moved billions into this manufactured the industry, staged their performance, sold countless parents, ed educators, businesses, and children on this new vision of education for the fourth industrial revolution, worked their way into legislation, siphoned off COVID relief funds, created global councils, commissions, and financing committees, and are operating over in over 110 countries, including the US. Everyone who is anyone in the world of corruption has a seat at this table. It's that big. And now they are gunning for $400 billion for free preschool obedience training through the Build Back Better bill in the U.S., where these programs are prepped to potentially roll out in all 50 states. That's why they want free preschool. The U.S. Department of Education, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, CDC, and other agencies are already working in sync with the globalists on this. You cannot even imagine the reach they've achieved right under our noses until you read this full report. They are so slick with their wording, marketing, and buying off and convincing policymakers to make the world believe this is the way to the future that 99% of the population have no idea what is, this is really about or that it has even begun until it's too late. The monitoring system's already in place. The social scoring is already happening, and all they need is this final push to control the minds and livelihoods of millions, and the switch is flipped, lights out. That's how fast they can move on all of this if people don't make others aware of the bigger picture, the full agenda. Having the awareness is the first step in not complying. Taking action against school boards is admirable, but the reality is they've already targeted public schools, charter schools, after-school programs, summer camps, virtual schools and remote schooling, educators, and are even advancing it into businesses. One word, homeschool. If you're in a relationship with an abuser, do you stay and keep trying to negotiate less of a beating or do you end the relationship? Build homeschooling programs with other parents. <clears throat> Any form of compliance, downloading a vaccine ID passport app or creating a digital identity will move this agenda along faster. By millions not complying with the IDs and choosing to homeschool, it leaves them with no access to implement these mind control agendas. Of course, they will always continue their efforts on other fronts, 
but this is the front they want and need the most so as to see it all through. There are still some legislators fighting for people's rights, some that need a fire under their ass, and others who are just downright dirty. Get this full report into the hands of the first two groups and make some noise. Get this out to every media source you know, every friend, family member, coworker, parent, community, and people in other countries. If people cannot see through the illusions the globalists have created, they will never understand what's coming until it smacks them in the face and it's too late for all of us. This agenda is about every human being and should be much easier to convey and show clear evidence of than many other agendas. But this is the big one. This is how they shift minds through their ultimate mind control programming and how they corral us all into their system. Understand that they're already running this operation in 110 countries, including the US. They not only want a life course of vaccines, but they want lifelong obedience training for all as well. This is the psychological part of their plan and the digital identity of everyone onto the blockchain for full control is the physical element to building our human enslavement system. This is what your taxpayer dollars are going toward, controlling your minds and your livelihoods. Time is of the essence. If they win minds, they win the battle. Without compliance and obedience, they will fail. Let me repeat that. Without compliance and obedience, they will fail. So, and then I just go on to basically end this with that I'm working on the report over the next two weeks and I'll be rolling out the rest of the chapters. So very it's a good. Beast. It's yeah. A beast. It sounds massive. And this summary is really well done because it left me wanting more. Uh, so I'm very interested as you start rolling this out over the next couple of weeks to get all of the details on who's involved and how this is rolling out. But I do see the bigger picture, obviously. I think that uh, really most people um, in this in this crazy time that we're in can see the manipulation and the mind control tactics through fear that they've been implementing across the board, but also mm -hmm. through the school systems as well. And uh, definitely, if there's anything that's come out of the past two years, it's certainly our realization of how corrupted the school systems have been, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and I'm going to have a recap. So at the end of this, I'm going to have a timeline with like the key points so people can see, you know, because timelines are always really good when you're trying to show other people what's going on, because it, it's the nutshell version and then they can spot the pattern a lot easier instead of trying to maintain all the details when they're reading long reports and then i'm going to have a recap list of uh, you know just like i did with my four-part series on the digital identity that goes hand in hand with this uh, i had the recap list of all individuals and organizations that i covered throughout the report and I believe that list was around 280 names. And, and these are the short lists, you know, I mean, I could sit here for a year digging into this stuff and I'd probably come up with 2000 organizations, but I'm hitting, I'm hitting the top dogs because I'm following the money. So in this one, I'm already up to over 300. It, it, it's pretty insane. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I, I literally was just, I've been mind blown through this whole thing because of course, like you were just saying, we can see all the manipulation and the fear tactics and all the things they're doing. But this, this is a very cohesive, systematic way to target everyone. 
of all ages and it's right. it's, it's mind-boggling and i didn't honestly see this coming i mean i i saw it coming in increments in different areas and sectors and you know you got the critical race theory and the gender issue and you've got the sexualization of children and all these different things but this this is like the ultimate psychological mind control in a in the most wow manipulative form of you know incorporating tactics of like reverse psychology just some really really daunting stuff not to sound uh, all horrific here but here's the beauty to this i'm not kidding when i say if we don't comply and we're not obedient and and people pull their kids out of school and homeschool and i realize that creates a whole new dynamic and whole new things that people have to figure out but it prevents the uh extraction of data and the way that they're coming about this and the the integration of it throughout the family and the community and that puts a hard halt to millions and millions of people that they now can't access in their number one way they're trying to sink into everyone's minds right so, i mean and that's why i'm saying like when i when i get this done when i have all of it published then it'll be in one single report in the bookshop for download so people can archive it have the pdf with all links intact share the heck out of this and with every country i mean this is as you know with all agendas they always seem to pilot them in other countries before they bring them here so this is already integrated into 110 countries and all wow. 50 states all 50 states are set up to some degree with these programs and the secondary agenda to this is is i i know i i showed you a little bit of it edge it's it's some sick stuff yeah a couple of things that come to mind here is um first of all this when you look at the big picture of everything that's happened over the past couple of years for me i think it's pretty obvious by now that we we've come to a realization that that we're at war and part of this or really the primary factor of this is it's a psychological war more so mm -hmm. than anything else right and so you're right that lack of compliance is key here and mm -hmm. just being aware of the game that's being played here the psychological yes. game that's being played here and not complying is half the battle um so that's key the other thing that uh kind of came to mind when i was reading through this um is the Chinese model. It seems like they're mm -hmm. really trying to transform us into the entire globe into the Chinese model. And it's so clear when you look at China, how mind control is really key for the way that they control their population. How do you control some, you know, billions of people? Um, right. You've got to psychologically control them first before they'll comply with everything else. And right. um, they are really trying to fundamentally change the world, uh, not just um, on the health side of things, but a completely new fundamental change in the way the world is governed uh, and controlled and the economy, the, a complete transformation of the economy. All of these things would 
uh, obviously um, cause uprisings as what we've seen over the past couple of years. So mind control and uh, psychological warfare for them is got to be a primary focus in order to accomplish all of these other aspects, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and China's involved in these programs as well as our, you know, 110 countries uh, and growing quickly, rapidly. Billions are pouring into this. Um, and I had about five thoughts while you were talking and I think I, they all just went right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, no. I mean, you nailed it. Yeah. It's, it's, they have to, the, they have to have a, um, otherwise everything's too fragmented. So they need to, they're, they want to alter behaviors, um, personality traits, how you react to things, um, your uh, regulating emotions, uh, just they want to, your values, your belief system, all of it. They want to m- get everyone into this one mindset and um, and, and they and have every intention of utilizing virtual reality and augmented reality to incorporate that. And so uh, I'm going to explain all of this. I'm going to cover all of this in the report. I'm going to show people the white papers, the programs, who's behind it all, you know, how far along they are, certainly the, the funding. Like I, I could go, I could probably spend another month nailing down even more funding that's going towards it but i'm trying to just focus on you know from from because this isn't just private sector i mean they're a huge role in this but it's uh they've you know obviously managed to work over the 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 policy makers and legislators and so they've literally manipulated our legislation to be able to extract uh billions of dollars from it it's it's insane and and the fact that this is so far advanced is i think the most mind-blowing part to me while all these other little battles are going on you know they're they're like distractions in comparison to this right right exactly exactly and I was uh, really startled by the uh, spiritual side of things as they're trying to um, clearly incorporate that into the education system, but in a way that likely contradicts with the teachings that parents are teaching at home um, and specific religions. And I'm not surprised by that at all, because again, if you go back to say the Chinese model of things, which they're trying to uh, sort of mm-hmm. model things after it seems, um, when you eliminate the need to eliminate religion or contradict religion seems pretty obvious because if you if you answer to a higher power if um, you have a specific religion where you believe in a higher power then you're less likely to um, follow the mandates of a government that go against the teachings of that higher power so it Mm -hmm. seems like it's really a competition that they don't want to have and uh, that seems always to be the reason why they go after religion and particular christianity doesn't right Right. And what's so dangerous about it and what I'll show in this report is how they're doing this, how they're approaching it. Um, It's going to be a little staggering to see who's behind this part. Um, And the, the, what's concerning to me 
is how well they have worded everything um, with a lot of this to where I know parents and teachers, most of them are going to think this is the best thing since sliced bread. And they have no idea that it is the opposite of that, you know, and, and with the spiritual part of the agenda, um, it's really quite, quite scary how they will incorporate that. Um, and, and it makes me think back to, uh, you know, people, so in the sixties, you know, they're like the hippie movement or the new age movement coming in then later and people meditating or people trying to connect with their higher power doing yoga and all these things. And they, and they tried to say that those are all a bunch of, you know, hoodoo voodoo, crazy people. They're just overly spiritual, da, 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 da. And they tried to give them all this bad rap because they don't want you meditating. They don't want you connecting in um, to your source, your intuitive source, to a higher power, any of that. And so it was bad, 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 bad. Those are just loopy crazy people. And now they're taking much of that and they're going to utilize it only they're going to freaking roll in technology and all kinds of other stuff with it. So we already know where that's going. I mean, that's just yeah. like opening up the mind for complete access to mind control. And now they're going to flip it and make it seem like this is a great thing we need to bring in. But all anyone has to do is look at who's funding all of this to know where it's going and how dangerous this could be. Right. I mean, this, this, um, octopus has so many tentacles. And if you look at the, like the healthcare side of things, it's obvious that what they're trying to do is, uh, it looks like they are trying to eliminate the older population, right? And then raise right. up this whole younger generation that's completely enslaved, brainwashed, conditioned. That and will be their workforce. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're slaves. Yep. It, to- it totally it, seems like that's the case. It makes me think of the movie, um, was it Divergent? where they had the different classes of um the different groups and the yeah the kids would all have their different skill levels and then at a certain age they'd have to pick uh, what group like where their talents aligned and they'd go to that group even if it meant they were never going to see their parents again they were committed for life and and as i'm writing this and doing this research i'm going i feel like i'm in the divergent movie right now this is crazy so many dystopian sci-fi uh-huh. movies that we've all grown up with and loved like the matrix for example just horrifically yeah. they're coming you know they're becoming more of like you know non-fiction at this right point. that so. one that one's actually got another one coming out um in like a week i think yeah and I, I i saw someone joking one. i saw someone joking like wouldn't it be funny if people actually stood in line to show their vaccine passports to get in to see the matrix is it um art imitating a life or the other way around right <laughs> that is pretty crazy that'd make a great photo though yeah <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So what else do we got on, on the table for today? All right. Well, great job on that. Looking forward to see that, seeing that roll out. Everybody uh, pay attention to Corey's site 
um, for updates uh, throughout yeah, the coming weeks. Subscribe to my newsletter for free. It just, you know, all of the, every, all the work I put out is free. Um, I do PDF some of the longer ones because I know p over time people kept asking me, you know, I want to be able to print this or download this. And so those are a small fee in my bookshop, but all the information is, is on my website, you know, for free. So I'll be rolling out chapter two um, and maybe even chapter three next week, because my goal is to try to get all of this out within a two week time frame. All right. All right, so moving on, we've got some other things. I thought this would kind of be a segue, um, although we know that there's so much more to this agenda than CRT, but definitely that is something that people have their eyes on. And um, DeSantis did a, introduced a Stop Woke Act um, this week. So um, earlier this year, DeSantis had directed the Florida Department of Education to prohibit CRT in K through 12 schools. That was in June. The Florida Bo School Board uh, or Board of Education approved DeSantis's rule essentially banning CRT in schools. However, as we've seen, uh, some of these schools, some of these educators are defying this rule. Hmm. So DeSantis is taking it to the next step by introducing legislation. And he says he's got several legislatures on board, believes this is gonna pass. Um, so they, the Stop Woke Act or the Stop Wrongs Against Our Kids and Employees Act, this is gonna put everything that he did with this rule with a school board before the school year started um, into legislation. Um, and so, you know, it's, going to prohibit CRT in schools. Um, but since the schools are defying these prohibitions, the other thing that it's going to do is it's going to um, empower parents to be able to sue educators who defy the prohibition. Because it just seems like these schools really aren't swayed by rules and fines. Right. So by empowering the parents, let's say a parent um, comes across these kind of teachings, um, you know, by their, uh, their kid in school, they, they know more about that scenario, who's behind it, whether it's the teacher or a principal or whatever, and they're empowered to be able to sue those educators for defying the prohibition. And he's made a really good point because um, these, it's going to, be more of a deterrent in that um, through a lawsuit, a, a civil suit, there's the process of discovery. And so much more gets exposed um, that way. So it's much more of a deterrent of schools than say just a fine by the, um, you know, by the state. So, right. and he's so also- I'm just, I'm just picturing in 50 years from now, <laughs> People looking back at history and kids going, what the heck was the Stop Woke Act? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Because oh, that's how goodness. insane this world has gotten. Yep. We actually have to, uh, to impose <laughs> these kind of acts. But it's also going to defund CRT training of educators because a lot of these schools and companies, what they're doing is that they're hiring um, these these cottage businesses now um, that supply CRT training and CRT materials, and they get paid thousands of dollars. Like for example, 
Attorney General Merrick Garland's son-in-law, um, for example. So basically, he is in as part of this act, uh, planning to defund any kind of CRT training for educators K through 12 and beyond as well. So actually, that's, I think this is a you know a nice a step in the, in the uh, the right direction. With many more battles to go on the whole education front, we need a whole new education system. Absolutely, we do. And I understand and agree with um, the need for homeschooling because it goes really even beyond the CRT training. It's a complete um, invasion of our schooling systems and, you know, Mm -hmm in order to uh, to fulfill this agenda that you've spoken about so um but for those who can't um homeschool at the moment the fight is still on and uh definitely crt is at the forefront and desantis is taking it head on so um applause for that yeah absolutely yeah so i have some um a mixed bag of things to report on with the status of the COVID jab mandates. And um, the first thing I wanted to start with is the CMS, Medicare, Medicaid mandates for healthcare workers. Last week, we had reported on how that had been, that and two other uh, of the, you know, the OSHA, as well as um, the federal workers mandates had been all nationalized like the the injunction had been nationalized meaning there was a hold nationally right. okay so this week i have an update on the the medicare medicaid cms healthcare worker mandate that was national um uh the the injunction was national well this week a fifth circuit court of appeals in new orleans ruled that a lower court had the authority to block the mandate in only the 14 states that had sued and could not impose it nationwide. And so these 14 states are, let's see, Alabama, Arizona, Georgia, Idaho, India, Indiana, sorry, uh, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Montana, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Utah, and West Virginia. Now, there was another ruling on November 29th that had put a stop on the mandate for 10 other states, and those states included Missouri, Nebraska, Arkansas, Kansas, Iowa, Wyoming, Alaska, South Dakota, North Dakota, and New Hampshire. And then again this week, we got another state in, (laughs) Texas. So I guess this is uh, just specific to Texas. There was a federal judge in Texas that issued an injunction stopping the uh, mandates for healthcare workers um, that are suppliers of Medicaid or uh, Medicare uh, just in Texas. So by my count, there are 25 states where the injunction on mandates for healthcare workers remains. 
but it is not nationwide as, at this point. And mm. as w- what we're seeing on a weekly basis is a, a tit for tat, a push and pull throughout the courts systems. Um, courts are making a lot this. of money this year. Yes. So we'll try to keep <laughs> you guys posted as things progress through the systems. This is to be expected. We knew that this was going to be a long fight and there's right. going to be a lot of back and forth. Um, but uh, this isn't the end. There is a fight in the courts. Exactly. So, um, but other things that I wanted to, um, that are notable that I wanted to bring up with regards to these mandates is that some big hospital chains, multi-state hospital systems, have stopped enforcing the mandates. Um, some of the bi- biggest hospitals, they're dropping the mandates on healthcare workers like HCA, Tenet, and the Cleveland Clinic, among others. And they're saying that they're just going to drop the mandates on workers until the courts sort it out because of this back and forth, this tit for tat every week. <laughs> it's changing. There is no national um, consensus. It's just back and forth. So they're just on uh, on a large scale. Some of these, you know, big hospitals are dropping these mandates until it just gets fully through the court system. And well, another- and because I'm just looking at the headline here, and uh, because of the due to labor shortages, you know exactly. And- and we're seeing that with Big Corp too. There's been several companies that are dropping the mandate and it's because they have labor shortages and they can't afford to lose everyone. So- exactly. So that tells you how much of the workforce is willing to take a stand and not comply. And some of these um, hospitals as well as companies um, are backing down. And when you talk about the hospitals, yes, they're struggling to, to retain workers. But also, it looks like in some cases, in some states, at least, um, there has been an increase in hospitalizations. And we know why, don't we? Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. So, but great news as far as some of these hospitals and companies backing down. As far as companies go, um, they're feeling the pressure as well of people not complying. Um, General Electric, 3M. Oracle, Amtrak, there's a growing number of companies that are um, suspending these mandates until the courts decide as well. Now, some of them I think might be requiring weekly testing and I don't know how that's rolling. Um, I know some places are paying for that. Some are saying that, you know, they're not going to cover that expense. Uh, And then you have states that, or at least certain areas within states where, they're now, or, or companies, you know, that are now demanding people have to pay if they don't get the jab, they have to pay $50 a month. I'm trying to remember. Was yep. that, uh, was yeah, that Kroger? It, Who was that that just did, did one, of, another one of those? I know California has done a bit of that. Um, I, I heard just, Kroger in the headlines and I can't remember specifically why, but it was something to do with the mandates. I, I'm, I think it, I think it is like a $50 a month fee if, um, that you have to pay if you're not getting the jab just to to cover any of their expenses. Now, I don't know if that's to do with testing or what. I haven't read it. I just, I heard this. So through the And I think the insurance companies, um, when, you know, some of these workers that are, um, get health insurance through the companies, the Mm -hmm. insurance companies are charging a surcharge, uh, basically an unvaxxed tax 
a tax mm-hmm. on the unvaccinated, on the second class citizens now um, that uh, for, for, you know, choosing to not comply. They have stronger immunity, but okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so also I wanted to, you know, spotlight New York because obviously, you know, they're one of the extremes uh, New York and California, mm-hmm. of course, always. But um, on Monday, uh, Governor Hochul has imposed a mask or vax requirement on all indoor public places. <laughs> and if a business is found to be either not verifying vaccine status or allowing people in without masks, then they face a $1,000 fine. And, um, you know, that's not surprising. It's New York. It's Governor Mm. Hochul. Um, But what really is uh, interesting. Oh, so here's is one of the counties is that we're seeing a growing number of counties that are refusing to enforce dictator Hochul's orders. That's awesome. So far, we have, um, from what I understand, 36 counties, which is 58% of all of the counties in New York State have declined to enforce Hochul's mandate. Nice. So, yes. So, you know, again, we're seeing this push and pull and a lot of people starting to unify and not comply. But it, again, you know, we're going to see that um, that force being used as as is the case here. So, um, this week, uh, you know, here we have Hochul's Gestapo 2.0 um, <laughs> arresting protesters who were um, at a restaurant and they were unvaccinated in a vaccine only restaurant. So, yeah. Good grief. Vaccine only restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome to see all those counties step up and go against that that's incredible especially yeah. in new york that's incredible it really is 58 percent. this wow. is what we need to see we have got to stop these vaccine id passports yes this across is across the board this is the final stand the vaccine passports are their key to full control and yep. we have got to not comply mm-hmm. so um it's great to see people um, enforce not complying uh, peacefully, but still not complying. Right. All right. Um, there was one last story I thought we needed to uh, to cover this week, and that's CNN. Oh. And CNN apparently has a pedo problem. Um, news broke last Friday of the um, which was the tenth of a top CNN producer, this is John Griffin, and how he would invite women and their young daughters to his home for the purposes of sexual training on fetish sex, including bondage and BDSM of these minors, minors, young girls, young, young girls. And he's charged with three counts of sex trafficking of minors. And, um, And one of the instances, Griffin um, brought a nine-year-old girl uh, to his home, and this girl was trafficked and pimped by her adoptive mom, 
And uh, the authorities knew about this for many months. I mean, they had um, they had confiscated Griffin's uh, electronic devices 18 months ago. And um, so th these electronic devices were showing, you know, texts and pictures and things, depraved um, texts and pictures and things that he was of the things he was into. Uh, but the FBI didn't arrest him until last Friday. Of course, this is raising the questions whether or not CNN knew, because that's over like a year. And, right. uh, you know, did they know? What did they know? um about this pedo predator and did they cover it up and right. cnn just fired him uh last uh this week actually so griffin uh but griffin worked shoulder to shoulder with uh none other than good old buddy chris cuomo uh -huh. um so must you love this picture here the pope in the background yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my got, god like, pope doll here of course he loves the wow. pop. i guess you know they have things in common so um but yeah it, it really draws into question how much cnn knew uh, they obviously look pretty close him and chris cuomo how much did chris cuomo know um right. you know because uh, this guy's uh, electronic devices were confiscated over a year ago right. uh, and cnn didn't know about it and was it just from his home or did they go into his place of work? Right, right, right. CNN's denying it. They said they knew nothing about it, that nothing that was like a CNN electronic device, like computer or phone or anything was was confiscated or missing. So mm -hmm. they're they're playing dumb on the whole thing. But right. it's kind of hard to believe. And uh, now we have another CNN producer. This is um, something that dropped this week out of Project Veritas. Um, so another report involving another CNN producer, Project Veritas exposed this week that the text, uh, so some texts and audio recordings of a CNN producer in which he is confiding to a friend, this lady right here, that he wants to commit sex acts with his 14-year-old stepdaughter. Uh. And he's also soliciting nude photos of this woman here, his supposed friend. Um, and her underage daughter. So uh, it's sick. It's sick. But, you know, two stories in the span of a week of two different CNN mm -hmm. producers really just leads you to question how deep does this pedo stuff go with CNN? How much does the network know and cover up about it? And then you have to wonder really. Well, I guess you don't have to wonder. It answers some yeah. questions as far as, you know, why stories like Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell get buried by networks like CNN. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I see that uh, Chris Wallace left Fox and went over to CNN streaming, which is just I was cracking up when I saw that because yep. I don't know that anyone's ever really much cared for Wallace. And so no. it was just perfect. He's it gone was. over to CNN streaming. <laughs> it was perfect. It's, it's, um, I think that it's reputation washing on the end of CNN and, um, an attempt to try to, um, bury headlines and, you know, create a buzz 
um, because they know all this stuff is swirling around of the pedo stuff at CNN. So they're right. trying to change the headlines. So, and then look, we've brought someone over from Fox. So, you know, we're washing our reputation here. We're, oh, yeah. We're, look how great, <laughs> but it's, it, it's Chris Wallace. So nobody's fooled. Nobody's fooled. Right. Um, right. So, and one thing I wanted to bring up real quick before we close out um, is because this has been making headlines the last few days. And uh, to be honest, because I've been writing, I haven't had time to really review it, but I know that the CDC is, is allegedly now looking further into the Johnson and Johnson jab um, for blood clotting issues. And the FDA is, is kind of stepping up their warning on this. And when I see this, and you tell me your opinion, Edge. But when I see this, I just think, and I, and I know there were, they did this early on with Johnson & Johnson too, and I can't remember what that was. Now, we know there's issues with it. There's no denying that. But there's issues with all of the jabs. And Johnson & Johnson, I believe, has administered far way less than Pfizer and Moderna have. And so I feel like they're, they're the ones, they're, they're like the fall guy, um, for the CDC to give the appearance that, hey, we're doing our job, we're looking into this. Okay, there's, there's a lot of people reporting on adverse events and you know, deaths and this and that, and we, we know there's the clotting issues and it's happening in, every, in all of the jabs are causing mass scale issues. And so they're gonna target J&J because then it makes people believe oh, look, they're taking care of it. They're fixing it. They're, they're worried and they're protecting us. So these other ones are safe. And so I, I kind of feel like J&J is the, the fall guy in this. What do you think? Absolutely. I think that they've definitely shown who their favorites are, Pfizer and Moderna. I know that um, the NIAID has a personal stake in Moderna, as we've learned that they are like part owners of the, uh, the, 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 the patent, I suppose, as what as what uh, uh, Glenn Beck had uncovered um, right. through his reporting, and so um, it's very clear that they've picked some winners and losers here. J and J and AstraZeneca being the the losers as right. far as this race goes, and so it does clearly seem like those two will be the uh, the fall guys um, as they will continue to push for Pfizer and Moderna to succeed, I would imagine. Yeah. Yep. All right. That was a lot. (laughs) Yeah. We packed it all in a short period of time and your internet stayed going. I know. (laughs) I can't believe it. I think it's just frozen on here because it was literally like every 10 minutes I was getting cut off. Yeah, yeah. So. There was a couple times when the audio was just a little bit laggy, but mo- for uh-huh. the most part, I I would say it was a success. So all right, we'll put it down in the books cool. as a success. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks for joining us today on Dig It with myself and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs, and hopefully, speaker will be, be back next week. So please be sure to share this podcast. We are on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio. Odyssey, Pilled, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.